On today's show, Volvo's Polestar brand reveals its first car. Daimler begins testing autonomous snowplows, and due to the global SUV craze, Lamborghini is going to build more crossovers. All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the automotive industry. GM workers at the Cami Assembly Plant in Canada ended a month-long strike. The automaker and Canadian Union Unifor agreed to a new deal that will boost wages for workers, but doesn't include a guarantee to make the plant the lead producer of the Chevy Equinox, which the union had been seeking. Last week, GM threatened to find alternative locations to build the Equinox, which is also built at two locations in Mexico, and that gave the automaker a lot of bargaining power. In addition to the boost in wages, workers will receive bonuses, plus if there are any layoffs at the plant, the workers will get first crack at job openings at GM's other Canadian plants. This was the first strike at a Canadian plant in over 20 years. You know, we've had stories about autonomous garbage trucks and autonomous farming vehicles, and now Daimler is testing autonomous platooning snowplows for airports. A human operates the front truck, while three others follow in a staggered pattern behind it. The trucks use the automaker's new remote truck interface, or RTI. It's a system that controls them with GPS tracking and V2V communication via digital short-range communication, or DSRC. To make sure the trucks don't crash into each other, they exchange data every tenth of a second. While this first test uses four snowplows, Daimler says it can be expanded to as many as 14 trucks. As we now famously know, Tesla was part of the SAE committee that developed the standard for EV electrical connectors, J1772, but it then went out and came up with its own plug design so no one else could use its charging stations. Well, that sort of thing isn't going to fly in China. All Tesla vehicles sold in China starting in November will now come with the country's GB standard for charging ports. Tesla hopes the switch will help boost sales. Still to come, Volvo and Geely make a big investment to grow its new Polestar brand. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires. Your journey, our passion. Dow Automotive Systems, advanced materials that deliver better results. Lear, a global leader in automotive seating and electrical systems. And by Hyundai, better drives us. A couple of years ago, Volvo launched the Polestar name as its performance brand. Now Polestar is going to evolve into an all-electric brand. Its first production car is the Polestar 1, a 600-horsepower two-door four-seater hybrid with a 150-kilometer all-electric range. That's about 93 miles. It will be built in China in mid-2019, followed closely by a smaller car called the Polestar 2, which will be fully electric. By 2021, Volvo and Polestar will have five fully electric cars. So how are they going to do that? Geely and Volvo are going to invest about $756 million to fund the development of Polestar into an all-electric brand. Right now, Polestar is a sub-brand of Volvo, but it will become a standalone company based completely in China. The cars will be based on Volvo's SPA, or Scalable Product Architecture, but electric technology will be developed by Polestar engineers working within Volvo's R&D operations. 
Well, here's our auto line insight on the whole thing. It makes a lot of sense for Geely to spin Polestar off as a standalone company and base it in China. Since China is building the largest supply chain for electric cars, this will give Polestar and Volvo access to lower cost and faster development time. And it's just another example of the enormous change that we're seeing in the global automotive industry. Coming up next, the Detroit automakers are losing ground to the Japanese brands in the U.S. crossover segment. Lear Connexus is the new application suite in vehicle connectivity designed to deliver over-the-air software updates and more from Lear Corporation's eSystems, leaders in power and data management. Whether it's on television, online, or through social media, AutoLine knows how to effectively get your marketing message to the people you want to reach. Contact Stacy Eman today. The Detroit automakers have pretty much dominated the American market when it comes to light trucks and SUVs, but the Japanese automakers are starting to make inroads. According to Ward's Auto, in 2012, GM, Ford, and Chrysler had 11 of the top 15 best-selling light trucks in the U.S., and four were Japanese models. But so far this year, the Detroit automakers have nine of the top 15, and the Japanese brands now have six. Thanks to the growing popularity of midsize crossovers and boosting production of some of those models in North America, the Japanese automakers have been able to climb up the charts. With the global market going crazy over SUVs, Lamborghini sees a bright future for its SUV, the Oris. It just doubled the size of its factory in Sant'Agata in Italy and doubled its manufacturing capacity. Of course, when you talk about doubling production in the exotic car segment, we need to put that in perspective. Lamborghini will now have the ability to make 7,000 vehicles a year. By incorporating collaborative robots or cobots on the assembly line, Lamborghini says it will boost the plant's flexibility, especially the ability to offer greater customization. Lamborghini also built a new test track, a new logistics warehouse, and another power plant. Lamborghini is part of the Volkswagen Group, and it's actually owned by Audi. And before we sign off for the day, just a reminder that AutoLine After Hours is live this Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Our special guest is Swami Kotagiri, the CTO of Magna, a supplier that is not only developing technology for autonomous cars, but assembles vehicles for Mercedes, BMW, and Jaguar. But that is it for today. Thanks for watching. Please join us again tomorrow.